0: you believe it, lasses? We're into season two. Season two of lounging with the lasses. Kylie Dixon here, founder of the Northern Lass Lounge. Listen, honestly, man, thank you to everyone who was helping our podcast grow. I cannot believe the success already. You're supporting so many small businesses, and it means the world to like our community. So before you go, lasses, if you're new to listening to podcasts help us out by just hitting subscribe and then you'll see all of our new episodes first leave a little review and just tell one person just one person about it and that's it to join our community of business lasses head on over to our group where this all started on facebook the northern lass lounge enjoy hello lasses today is going to be a little bit different I've got the gorgeous Amy Martin on today, and I say gorgeous like that because that's how Amy talks about every single woman that she comes in contact with. Amy is someone I've been inspired by for a good few years now. Um she's a phenomenal lass with oodles of experience in working on social media, confidence building, makeup. Going live, live videos. She's a she's just a true, true entrepreneur, and we'll we'll look at what she's got coming up next with her new venture, her online automation. I mean, from the day I saw her, she was sat in a shed on Facebook, and I watched her do her makeup, her makeup shed as she she called it, um, and I remember just being mesmerised by how bought into her I was from day one. I just thought, wow, she's amazing. I wanted to be Amy Martin. Who doesn't want to be her? Um And I'm now honoured to have Amy on the lounge team. We've chatted a few times, me and Amy, about the link between really successful women who choose to go down an entrepreneurial path and having a brain which falls into an ADHD or neurodiverse way of thinking. Mine too, Amy's too. It's something that comes up in the lounge quite a lot. So we decided to really focus on this in our conversation today and we're going to lounge and chat about that very thing Amy I have to have to to say what's just happened (laughs) so uh, (laughs) people who are listening okay we record this on zoom okay and Amy well Amy why did you turn up at my house Well, I've listened, and I promise I have listened to
1: every single podcast episode, but I have never, ever watched one of the video recorded podcast episodes, and that explains why I assumed they were in
0: person, and turned up outside Kylie's house. Can I come in? Are you ready? I was like, what? Because, (laughs) and I've changed my top as well, because we look like two utter twats with uh, with both. (laughs) what would we have looked like sat the, yeah, next to each other with <laughs> the formal tops on <laughs> and it's uh, it's kind of relevant what we're, we're talking about today because uh, we're doing this one a little bit different which I've just said in the intro as well is we're gonna like talk through how entrepreneurs have a link to having an ADHD brain, but also what keeps coming up in our conversations as well. So Amy Martin, the beaut that is Amy Martin, Um, I feel like I've been knocking about virtually with you forever. And you're like, you're one of my team members. It's just unreal. So tell us about you, first of all, what you do, what you're all about. Mm-hmm. So...
1: I've, I've, I've had many kind of, well, twists and turns it, it, in kind of business life, Never mind life in general. And again, it kind of links to what we're going to talk about in a second, but I've literally had so many different jobs in the past. Um, and I kind of flip from one thing to the next. But when I find something that I really like, I stick with it for a while at least, for a long time for me. In my world, it's a long time. So, for example, before I started the business that I've got now, I had six years of working um, in network marketing with, a, with like a beauty brand. So I was I was essentially promoting makeup and skincare. But then that also because I'm, I'm, I tend to, when I get into something just become really good at it. Because I got really good at that, I did really well out of it. But also then people started asking me to do their makeup, and so then I started becoming started doing bridal makeup, and I still do do bridal makeup. And um, so that's how my life tends to be. I just kind of plod along, and nice things happen. <laughs> and then just I just developed skills year long I love to learn stuff I learn things quite fast and so that one thing tends to lead on to another and then this is how the business that I'm doing now is very different to that um but it came about in a similar way so I started I started uh, working with a business coach about a year ago because I wanted to develop um my confidence coach in business so off the back of doing the whole beauty thing I realized that actually a lot of the value that I gave to people in my group around makeup and skincare it wasn't the makeup and the skincare it was the it was the confidence we always talked about confidence and so I wanted to create something that was about confidence in women but wasn't about makeup and skincare anyway long story short through the process of working with this business coach I decided that actually that probably although I do still want to do it and I am doing it it's not really good, it's not really a a big profit making thing, and I don't, I didn't feel good making a profit off it that much either, if you know what I mean. So what mm-hmm. I've ended up doing is collaborating with a woman I met as part of that course, who is a, a software designer. I started using her software and we've used it now for the Northern Last Lounge um, mm-hmm. as well for the paid membership and website and everything. And so I'm working with her to create a couple of different things, the main one being like a simplifying technology um, academy. Mainly, I'm promoting it mainly for women. I think she's gonna open the doors to anybody, but really I, for me, it's for women business owners who want to feel more confident and knowledgeable about technology like websites sales funnels email workflows and some of those words might even make you feel overwhelmed but I want to make that simpler for women so that they can take their business up to that next level without having to pay a fortune to people to do it for them yeah. so yeah that's where I am right now that's what we're currently working on in the Martin household
0: and what's the name of that business again Amy?
1: So I've called my, my personal website is just amy-martin.com and, and it's Amy This is the kind of message that I put out on socials. Yeah. But the academy is going to be called Simplifying Tech Business Academy.
0: Cool. Well, do you know what I love is when you say plodding along because <laughs> you've got an amazing way of... This is why I love you and You've got an amazing way of... Um, just making everything so relaxed like it'll be fine it'll be fine like and I'm like in your inbox going oh Amy do you want to do this like I'm an absolute structure freak and you're like yeah 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 I'll do it because you you like to do everything well you said it last minute don't you? yeah (laughs) and it's definitely it's
1: one of those things that I've embraced more recently because it did I've always been like I've always been a last-minute person, and I, I I learned the phrase not not so long ago. Somebody said it in a professional environment and made us feel really good. It was, um, was it as as needed learning No, oh I can't remember it. It was just on time learning, just on time learning. It was used in a really professional environment, and we said, "Oh yes, yeah, so we we use just in time learning here." And I was like, "That's what I've used forever." That's me. <laughs> just in time, just in time, everything. So. I used to feel really bad about it um and feel frustrated with myself for not being able to do anything without a deadline <laughs> but now I'm just that's just the way I am so I just have to work with that but uh, it is quite a nice way to be in the sense that until unless you've got a few deadlines I hit at once which then it does become overwhelming the rest of the time I just know I, I know things all Pan out. I know things will sort themselves out. And if they don't, usually it's not the end of the world. You know, I'm not a brain surgeon. I'm not flying an airplane. I
0: can't do too much damage. <laughs> no, I know you're always saying, just give us a deadline and I'll get it Yeah. Just give us a deadline. Give us a deadline. I, I'm the opposite. Like, um well, you know, I even said it the other day. I'd planned something so far in advance, it ended up not making sense. And I was like, yeah. well, I need, need to take a leaf out of your book. So, and this is where where we have these conversations don't we and we we're going to delve into what keeps cropping up about adhd brains and our way of thinking and i think it's not it's not until i became a business owner or an entrepreneur that somebody or people started to mention it to us and i remember i was live once and somebody actually said it on a live on a live video and went, have you had yourself checked for adhd and this because of the stigma that's attached to it I was like oh I kind of like what what do you mean so I started researching into it um and it wasn't until like people like Katie Tony came into the lounge um who was had an amazing episode with her in in season one god she was the first one um and it started to become something that I'm a little bit more aware of and I wanted to understand what you've started to look into in terms of like yeah. how your brain works.
1: I find it so interesting. And I think especially with women, there's a lot of cases where as adult women, you don't discover that that your brain is, is diverse until you start investigating it for someone else. So in my case, it was my daughter, Eleanor. We started um, investigating autism, sensory, um, sensory what's the word come on Amy brain come on Amy's brain <laughs> sensory issues and ADD for Eleanor and as I was reading through and chatting to people about as I go like, oh, that's me <laughs> and I always used to joke not joke because that's, that's kind of uh, that sounds awful but I, we always kind of make light of the fact that my man couldn't sit through a film without talking the whole way through like you can't narrate everything and we used to joke and if you were a child now you would be diagnosed with ADT and of course there is a lot of evidence that suggests that it is hereditary so when we started looking at um Eleanor and kind of going through and writing down everything in order to submit it to the to the GP I was like oh gosh so much of this is me um and so I haven't I have to say I haven't you know there's no official diagnosis here for either of us It's just based on um, what we've read and what we've discovered so far, but I'm very much, I I believe that I am in a tenth of ADD pretty much down to a T (laughs) Um, and it's not again it's quite empowering reading about it, not even without a diagnosis because like I said before, I used to make myself feel really bad about some of the things that I would, would do or feel incapable of doing. I would get angry and frustrated with myself and you know, even depressed, I would say, especially after I had Cora, who's now six. Um, and it's that your ability to then forgive yourself for things when you know actually it's just the way your brain works. And I think we see it so often in, in entrepreneur, especially entrepreneurial women, it's because if you have a, a brain that is diverse in this way, you are going to thrive working independently. You're not going to. You're not going to last very long in a job where you're dictated to, where you have to follow strict kind of rules and guidance, or what you're kind of watched over, micromanaged. I mean, that's my worst nightmare. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to do it. And so I've been lucky in the past, and all the jobs that I've had, I haven't really. I've, I've, I've navigated myself towards jobs where I've been allowed to to work alone. <laughs> yeah. It's not that I can't work with people, but I just get so distracted. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that, you know, it is a superpower in a lot of ways. Like I said before, I'm a really fast learner. I can do things very quickly when there is a tight deadline, when, when an emergency does come up, not one that I create myself, but when, when there is actually a tight de- deadline, not a problem. I know I can deal with that. I always get stuff done, but, and I have, you know, quite cr- creative and unusual ideas about things. the the whole business the business automation that I'm doing at the minute my brain loves problem solving in that way but the downside of it is that it's everything is last minute which sometimes causes problems and I'm very easily distracted and not just by you know things that are going on around me right now more so by things that I create myself so create giving yourself too many choices um spending ages on the details of things like what font to use mm-hmm. on something that you design, on or what color to use um and leaving actually the important things till last and then struggling to get them done or, or finding that it's stressful to get things done um as well as you know there's a lot of other kind of downsides <laughs> but the good thing the good thing I think with you know working independently is that as long as you are aware of it yeah. So not only you, you forgive yourself, but it's, it's being able to rationalize and then also just create ways of working. And They say that girls that are less likely to be diagnosed, mainly because we're much better at um, just figuring things out for ourselves and, and mask, it's, call it masking, but you know, it's just figuring stuff out and getting on with it so that it's not noticeable. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it is noticeable mm-hmm. by most people. They can't see inside your brain, can they? They can't, they don't know what's going on.
0: Cool. It was well. Uh, we had, I was having this exact conversation last night, Amy, with uh, Gary, Gary's my husband, everyone, Gary's brother, as he thinks that he may have ADHD. And because uh, well, I researched it as well and looked into like all the typical symptoms of it or behaviours. And so but most of the things that were on the list, I was like, that isn't me. I didn't feel mm-hmm. like me. So like I wrote them down. He was like, poor organising. Well, I'm the most organised ever no structure like that's not me inability to focus and prioritize and I was like no 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 and I was talking to to Ian last night about it and um I don't know whether it's more OCD than ADHD well there's
1: three different types of ADHD Uh and what you've described is more the inattentive type which I, I definitely am but I would always I would you are probably type three which is a mixture of the impulsive slash mm-hmm. very attentive hyperactive with a bit of an attentiveness yeah. slipped in for good measure yeah. um so maybe do a bit more research into, into type 3 adhd you might find yourself
0: there <laughs> well i did a test i did oh okay um last night so there's loads of free tests you can do online isn't there yeah some of the questions i don't know whether it's You look at this list of things and you go, well, that's not me. And that's not me. Yeah. Is it? Is it not? So like some of the the way that the word, the questions, right. I'm just going to read some of them out was interesting because they stood out. One of them was, and you've already mentioned this, Amy, can you focus on TV or watch movies? Now I can't. I am a nightmare. And I'm gone. I either want to know what (laughs) or not. Blatantly obvious, what's happening? I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't get it. Gary's so just, what's he doing? We don't know yet, Kylie. We don't know that's the film. That's why we're watching it. What it? Or I'm not even listening to it. It's just yeah. on something else. So that definitely, like, Gary, Gary. hates watching a film with us, even though we go to the cinema all the time. I think that's why we go there. So I can't sit and go. Mm. Um, can you read a book for a long time? over and over again I'm reading the same paragraph yeah, same sentence
1: yep same because you like listen to podcasts more than yeah I can't read books I've got books upon books that I want to read and I just I can't I just can't do it
0: <laughs> you like reading about um or learning stuff that's different. yeah so I'll read what I have to do is read with a
1: highlighter in my hand and so I read and so within things that I'm learning so I'll read and I'll highlight books as I go along and that fixes kind of on it but still most books in this house I've never got past the first chapter and then, and then I'll move on to another book do the same and then maybe go
0: back to the other one what's the last book you read oh
1: in, in, in its entirety uh-huh oh like not a, no non-fiction I maybe might have read a fiction but it's still a long time ago you
0: haven't even read my book that's terrible that oh
1: that's <laughs> true yeah the ones that I read to the kids yeah oh. the ones that I read to the kids I read their <laughs> entirety because we read them in small sections that we'll read for 10 minutes before the sleep and then I can pick it back up the next night Yes. Okay children's books I read plenty of. Them.
0: <laughs> no I've got a stack of books I do read non-fiction uh, it's me chilling out time on a night but it takes me probably three times longer than anyone else
1: <laughs> and I'm a
0: really fast reader I'm a super fast
1: reader it's just that I'll in you you what you've just described you read it and you're reading and you are taking it in and
0: then suddenly you suddenly realize like the last five minutes you haven't been taking any of it <laughs> you have it's to not- rewind and I beat myself up a bit about sometimes. I'm like, "What? why can't I concentrate? And then that's going around in my head. And I'm like, well, this is supposed to be relaxing and it's just not.
1: <laughs> and that's what I mean about the forgiveness. And, you know, I, I don't know whether I will go down the path of getting any kind of official diagnosis, but just just the understanding that these brains exist and I think mine is like that, is allows us to forgive myself for things like that and just be like, that's all right. I'll try again another day.
0: <laughs> and the third one that really jumped out is and i think it's some, that's something i've worked on for god for years now is do you pay and this sounds as like oh god she doesn't do that do you pay attention in conversations right <laughs> now <laughs> i've worked really really hard on being able to look people in the eye when i'm on a one-on-one conversation right um I, I'm, I've, I've worked on it for ages like if you'd known me five years ago maybe when we first when especially when I first meet people I'm like I don't know what it is right and yeah. to to have a conversation with somebody I really have to use my listening skills like hugely how, have how tell me about your situation 100 <laughs>
1: percent and I'm the same it's a real conscious effort to look at somebody when you're talking to them and make eye contact even though I know how important it is well the reason why I do it is because I know how important it is but yes in in any conversation I mean this one's very well structured obviously yes so I've got notes I know you've got notes I know the conversation is going to be led beautifully <laughs> so I don't have to worry about it but if it's a free-formed conversation I'm constantly thinking right what am I, what am I going to say next why do you think I panicked when you turned up outside my house I was like whoa this can't happen <laughs> no. like what's get? what am I going to say next what are they going to say next how I will how will I respond if they say this if they say that and then you're not listening to what they're actually saying I could never be an interviewer unless I had script every like scripted questions because you're too busy well I am too busy thinking about what might come next and it's not and sometimes and again I beat myself up but again not so much now myself up for a long time over the fact that I think that I'm a very selfish person and the reason I think I'm a very selfish person or thought I was a very selfish person is because in any conversation with anybody I'm constantly trying to think of examples that I can put in about me but I'm, I'm now I'm, and I knew that I wasn't doing it to be like oh but what about me it's to try and fit in with the conversation to try and join in to try and be part of it and to kind of develop that relationship with whoever you're talking about and and make them realize that yes oh you're the same because actually what you're thinking in the back of your head is that you're really different mm-hmm. um and so all of the times when I'm trying to think of things to put in the conversation but then also at the same time stop myself from just blurting them out <laughs> stop myself from just blurting them mid-conversation and, and interrupting the other person and I would constantly think, you're so egotistical. Like, why is it always going to be about you? But it's to keep the conversation going. And I just I can't help those thoughts coming into my head. Mm-hmm.
0: It's the same with small talk. I used to be terrible at small talk. And I think I've got the same way of thinking. Like, I'm, I'm two steps ahead. I'm trying to answer questions that I'm not even being asked, right? <laughs> exactly. <And laughs> I watched, um, I think I told you about this. I watched this programme on Netflix called dating on the spectrum or love on the spectrum oh yes yeah and they have like support workers that go in because <clears throat> one lad was about to go on a, uh on a date and he'd never been on a date before and she and he had aspergis and she was talking to him about like how not to talk about yourself and and like all you need to do is let them talk yeah no. <laughs> <difficult, though. laughs> Because no, I'm not saying anything that's of uh, any importance here. Why not? And need it. but you, you just you don't. You don't. Yeah. And this links right back to, like, I try and think about why, why it, it makes us feel uncomfortable. And I, like I've been put into some positions, like when I worked in the bank, I remember my manager, and she's like, "I'm doing it for you," and I like I love that a bit, right? But she used to drop us into situations where. I didn't know anyone or like mm. the table of like chief executives, right. From like all down London. So straight away, I'm thinking, God, pity yeah. out of me sitting at this table, like no business acumen in my head going on at all. And that petrified us. I did. So yeah. now i try and link back to, 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 to things that have happened and go, I wonder if that's why I am like that. That's and it. and-
1: it's really tricky to to cast your mind back sometimes because these things sometimes it's a really small thing that can trigger a long-term effect mm-hmm. and we, one of the things that when when we work on confidence in the I, I run a, a hundred a thousand confident women is the free group that I run and we're doing an eight week program at the minute and the first week is to try and think about the blocks that have created. Perhaps issues in low and created low self confidence. And it's not to place any blame on anybody or to point the finger and say, oh, well, that's why. But it's to it's recognize them because then, actually, only once you recognize where these things come from, then you can start to rationalize and move forward with it. And um, like I say, without blame, without saying, oh, well, I'm, I, you know, talking about having any kind of neurodiverse brain, it's not that we want to then say, oh, well, you know, that's me i can't do any i can't do any of that stuff my brain just won't do it it's, it's it's recognizing it and then being able to learn ways to deal with it and so you have learned how to deal with that and you know, your organization and, and scheduling and things that that could be part of what you've learned over the years to mask the fact that your brain's a bit <laughs> your brain's a bit all over the place whereas i haven't <laughs> i haven't developed that skill you've
0: accepted it now though i've yeah. accepted that i haven't <laughs> developed that skill. <laughs> I love how people call it a superpower um yeah and that when I did that test by the way I said that I wasn't I didn't have ADHD however I wanted (laughs) (laughs) because I was looking at things to do with entrepreneurship and it was like risk-taking sensation-seeking hyper-focus curiosity all of this thing that I just find it like I want to be, I want to have you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the
1: whole, you know, the whole thing about any kind of neurodiversity is that it's a massive spectrum. So it's I think those kinds of tests, like tests that you get online probably aren't the most accurate way of, um, of reflecting on someone's yeah. brain. Um, but, and like I said, I don't know whether I'm, I'm interested in in getting kind of officially diagnosed or not. I don't think it would affect me in any way, to be honest. Yeah. I think just the awareness that brains are different is the important thing and so that you can you know we can stop beating ourselves up for not being able to do certain things in the same way that other people apparently do who knows you never see behind the scenes do you um and like I say forgive forgive yourself when you feel like you've kind of let yourself down or let other people down which was a is a big part of it especially like as a parent you know it's not just about business I think when I, after I, from having children, I mean, there's the, the whole side of feeling like I've kind of, if, if it is hereditary, then I've kind of, you know, passed it on, if I've passed it on to Eleanor, there's that whole guilt mm-hmm. side of things. Um, and, but then aside from that, forgetfulness, I mean, you know, I, I haven't got a great, it's not that I haven't got a good attention to detail. If someone gives me detail, that's fine. I'll write it down. I won't remember we'll it. Never I won't remember of- it, but we'll I'll write it down but it's like, I'm not interested in detail. If somebody gives me too much detail, I just zone out immediately. So I'm really forgetful when it comes to things. I have to obviously have to, again, thank goodness for some technology, like um, iPhone calendars, because without my calendar, I wouldn't know where I was any day of the week at any moment, so, but the forgetfulness and kind of feeling like a bad person for not remembering birthdays, not sending out cards, it, it, it you forgive yourself for those things when you realize that actually it's your brain and it's not a great deal you can do about that other than the things the systems you've already got in place that you know and the things that work for you mm-hmm. um and there's loads of systems out there I don't know whether this might be one of the questions that you were going to ask like how can how can we help how you know what can we do to help because there's loads of people that have similar things um, similar feelings it it's just part of this I don't think it's I'm not saying that it's just um, ADD that causes this. I know probably a lot of these things on some level, other people with more neurotypical brains might experience. And there is loads of tools that you can use to help you with organization, planners, the Northern Last Lounge Planner, for example, but they don't all work for all people. And so I buy I was talking with Verity earlier on her live in our group, because she was she got out a pack of planners that she hadn't that she had and hadn't done anything with. And I'm the same literally next to me now always on my desk is these planners not a single one has anything written how many in what have you got but there's five there and not a single one has a single thing written <laughs> in
0: other than the first page where i'm like Ooh, great. oh great this is the thing that'll fix it you know what's interesting i would never get that from your from how your your presence on like Wiki business, I just would yeah. never get that at all. I would say you think you were super organized, everything was on like a wall chart, like ugh, it's mental. It is. It's weird to think that actually,
1: and but again, this is why because we deal with it, don't we? Especially, and it's just a female thing. But as women, we tend to just deal with things, we figure it out for ourselves. And so my my way of organizing is your worst nightmare, which is just loads of pieces of paper with things scribbled on them. But it works for me. And again, this is one of the things that I've only recently been like, Amy, it's not gonna change. You're 40, That's the, stop buying planners, it's not gonna It's not gonna fix it. <laughs> so now I embrace the scribbled bits, bits of paper and it's fine. I do wish I could, I wish I was more organized and could use things like, um, I've set up loads of different apps and Trello boards and I've bought planners, I've got loads of notebooks and I start them and then I just forget to use them. And so my, strangely they don't work, you don't use them, it's funny that.
0: And do you know what else, Amy? It's like you are a super successful business owner. So has it has it done anything? <laughs> in the fact that you do? Well, that's it.
1: Like, and you know,
0: there's always room for improvement.
1: But the thing is that I think it's about, like anything, you've got to embrace your strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And if, if you've got a, if you've got, I don't like the word weakness, but you know, if you've got something that like you're not great at,
0: don't do it.
1: Either accept <laughs> it and find something else, another yeah. way of dealing with it, or get somebody else to do it for you. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, I think one of the things that I certainly found has helped, and this could be a bit of a tip for somebody. I mean, it's a, it's a big thing, it's a big action I've certainly put into place, and I wouldn't have known if it wasn't for this. So, is this podcast has helped me massively? It's helped us not, she says, right? It's helped. This would have been. I'm just showing up. By the way, everyone, me notes that I've got for this, and I think it's because we were going to talk about. Well, we a- just quickly compare notes.
1: You want to see mine? look at this thing <laughs> <laughs> it's illegible and do you want to know when I wrote them do you want to guess when I wrote these notes
0: 10 minutes ago you <laughs> in talk? the car outside your house when I was <laughs> oh god hilarious so I am learning to have more of a conversation and actually listen. And like honestly back when I worked before I worked like as a business owner and before I went self-employed I don't even think I picked up on what people were saying. And I managed people. (laughs) Honestly, I had one-to-ones with people and I managed them. And I I was just skimming over and skimming over. But having a podcast, you really, really have to listen to what the other people say, the other person saying, uh, and pick up on stuff. And you can't have a structure because you don't know where the the conversation is going to go. So it's really, really helped me um, understand how, Or or develop how my listening skills, I suppose, or do something like, I'm not saying go and start a podcast, but, you know, surround yourself with people where you can get into conversations with them, do something like that.
1: We can all learn new skills obviously uh-huh. and one of the things that worked for me which is what I thought you were going to say with the podcast is batch working and I know you've talked about it as well like working doing something in a batch so yeah. where you might you know if you've got a big huge list of things that need doing at some point which obviously we all do have I, I, I read I read something a while ago that said and it was talking about people who were in empl- employment with ADD and they said you know have a meeting with ask ask your one of your superiors to have a meeting with you every week to just kind of check in reset deadlines reprioritize and if that helps you and so what I, I have always tried to do is have a meeting with myself essentially I realized that that's what I was doing every week was kind of sitting down and rewriting out my big list and and taking bits off for that week taking, taking the priorities and just deciding which which tasks I was going to do that week on which day and and really kind of what I have refined is to only pick a couple because if you look at the big huge list I don't even have I can't even show you one because I don't have one now it's all on small slightly smaller still big lists but they're broken down into certain sections that make sense to me and then from all of those lists I'll take say three things for each day when that depends on how much time I've got and i try to do it It in batches. So there's no there's no sense to me, knowing how my brain works, to make it worse by saying, okay, I'm gonna do one task to do with the Northern Last Lounge, and then I'm gonna jump to something completely different, and then I'm gonna jump to something completely different. If if you're gonna work on something and your brain's gonna be in that zone, batch it together with other tasks of the same kind of nature, like scheduling all of your posts for the week or fortnight or whatever. Um, and even set yourself a timer. And again, these are things that I've always just done so i mean not not consistently but when, I, when i'm when i being good but setting a, t- a time and saying right in this 20 minutes i'm going to get as much of this done as i can and then i'll and then i'll go and do the dishwasher rather than sitting because what my brain does is i'll sit here and i'll try and start working on something and my brain's going dishwasher Dish- <laughs> dishwasher dishwasher but so if I know I've got 20 minutes and then I'll do the dishwasher my brain's like okay we'll, we'll we'll chill I said I said to Ross the other day Ross came in and I'd and I'd wash my hair with <laughs> I'd wash my hair with washing up liquid <laughs> what is it like, what is it like, what you doing why I was like no I sat down to do some work and I couldn't because I just, <laughs> because my brain kept saying, can you remember a time when, when Gemma, my friend said that if you wash your hair, with washing lovely good turn the all around? And I couldn't concentrate on anything else until I'd gone. So I just got up and just went and did it. I was like, there's no point me sitting here and trying to ignore the fact that my brain is, is repeating. This <laughs> what? So I just got up, but this again, this, 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 this is work. highly this is progress. <laughs> This is me in a, in a, in a better state of mind because usually I would just sit here and try and ignore it, which wouldn't work and I'd get nothing done and I, and I wouldn't wash my hair and tested it out. So at least I went up and tested it out. It didn't work, by the way. It work. didn't work. And then I came down and then I got on with my stuff without that thought going around in my head.
0: Oh, oh my God. I mean, my brain...
1: <laughs> the, the, the tips fit. in this podcast are invaluable.
0: Yes. <laughs> my brain does flit, I have to say, but... Not to the point where I have to physically go and do something. Mind you, some people like in my family, mom's the same. Like, if there's something burning that needs to happen, she cannot do anything until she goes and does that thing. Yeah. And it's never burning, is it? Let's face it. I mean, that wasn't. (laughs) Well, your head might have been burning.
1: (laughs) No, it wasn't important, but it's that this is what I mean about distractions that we create for ourselves so it's not like a distraction like the other day I'm fine with distractions in the sense that somebody on what day was it I don't know anyway it doesn't matter the were knocking trees down cutting trees down next door and it went on for ages it was, it was loads of noise that doesn't distract me at all I'm fine with that kind of noise Um in fact I quite like to have noise in the background when I'm working that kind of noise not conversations but a thought or the fact that I know there's dirty clothes that need washing, even though it's not in the slightest bit important, mm-hmm. that is more distracting mm-hmm. than something that, like somebody spending six hours chopping trees down, would be. No,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's a strange old thing. Our brains. It is. I'm going to move on to
0: um, social media, of course. Yes. And because Amy, you are our lounge confidence queen, you are, you come and do our monthly confidence crack, which is brilliant to watch and helps so many of our members. And you are a bit of a guru on live video. I mean, oh, I, remember, yes. I remember watching you for the first time in your makeup shed. And I was like, I couldn't stop watching you. Now just the business shed. It's all the same shed. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to ask you. Why do you think it's so powerful, the live video, and also your top three tips for letters who shy away from it? Okay, good one. So live
1: video, I think it's really important for lots of different reasons. I would, If I pick just three of my top ones, because from a confidence perspective, it's a really great tool if you are somebody who wants to give yourself more self-confidence. Putting yourself out there live on Facebook and having a chat, obviously terrifying at first if you're someone who isn't confident, but it develops your confidence in, in, in such a quick way, like nothing else that I can think of, like it's a really great way to develop your self-confidence, and um, from a business perspective, it's putting yourself out there in front of your potential customers in a way that Facebook likes, so you're going to get seen more because Facebook's algorithm seems to favour it, but yeah. also in a way that you can't beat the level of it, that kind of interaction, because you can't, any kind of written communication is never gonna be as good at putting across not only the point that you're trying to make, but also your personality behind it as, as an audio, and even more so a video, because obviously in a video you can see the person as well as hearing the voice. You can see the body language, which is a huge part of communication. So to have that, it not only puts across who you are and what you're talking about, but, but, but it instills that trust yeah. because they can see you're a real person, they can hear your voice and, and hear the passion about what you're talking about. And you know, it's just kind of unbeatable. And and video's great as well. But like I say, live video, you just have that extra level of being able to converse with people. Um, it's it's kind of unbeatable when it comes to that connection with potential customers and clients. And then top three um, tips for around confidence. Did you yeah. say? Well,
0: for okay. three tips for lasses who are oh, live video specifically shy away from live video. Okay.
1: Number one, just do one. Even if it's in a, even if you set up like a separate group, which is only got like a couple of people in, like you know trusted friends um, or colleagues or whoever set up a small group and go live just so you can figure out the tech behind it i know that's something that people are worried about you know not just the fact that you're going to be doing the video but how do you end the video i no matter i've I've only done i don't do loads of instagram lives but whenever i do them i can never remember how to end the video and i'm okay with that but you know if you're already feeling flustered and worked up you don't want to be figuring all that kind of stuff out while you're live so yeah do a few tests in that sense secondly when you do then go and do one on in your group or on your profile or on Instagram wherever it happens to be make yourself feel a bit more at ease by not ever looking at the number of people who are on the live just assume whatever you feel comfortable with you're happy chatting to five people that's how many are on the live so don't even look one of my friends used to put a bit of tape on a phone over where the number was she couldn't even see how many were on so it's irrelevant because it is irrelevant I know it's nice to have you know some people watching you live and conversing with you but it doesn't matter yeah. most people will watch it back on replay just because that's how facebook works and that's how people work they're not all sitting glued waiting for a live notification to ping up on their phone to watch but so most people will watch afterwards and in fact that's good that like, you want people to keep watching and keep commenting as long as physically possible because it's what's going you know, to boost the video and i'd say thirdly lighting mm-hmm. and angles because you want everybody appearance is by far not everything obviously but you you know you, if you want to feel good on a video most people would like to have a decent angle on the face so that it feels most flattering to them whatever that happens to be and getting light direct on your face um ideally natural light from a window um, or kind of a cool coloured light bulb or a ring light. And that's going to make you feel just a little bit more confident from an appearance perspective and it'll help you feel more chill when you're on
0: the live. Can you remember doing your first live? Well, I am so old and
1: have been doing them so long that I remember I first when I first started making videos, live video wasn't a thing. So when I first started doing makeup videos, which was 2016 live video didn't exist but I remember when it did start to exist which wasn't too long after that um I just I really liked them from the start I think it's so much better than videos because with a video well when I first started making videos they were so painful to make and then I would watch them back and then I would delete them mm-hmm. so live videos it's on and it's much more conversational and if something funny happens or you make a mistake genuinely doesn't matter people it. it's great you, know, you, you don't expect perfection in everybody knows people aren't perfect in fact the best lives uh, i've done and watched are ones where little funny things happen one of my friends a chair broke underneath her. another one of my friends held up a bit of makeup and it fell out and she didn't notice and like they're the things i get the comments and people not people aren't joking like making a joke out of you they're joking with you like, it's, a, uh-huh.
0: it's a nice conversational Tool to use to connect with people. Did you ever, did you ever see the one where the fish man came into my garden, <laughs> selling wet, like fish, fresh fish? And he was like, "Do you want any fish?" I was like, "No, no, no." <laughs> Live from <see> him <laughs> <laughs> Tell
1: me you're from Seaem without telling me. <laughs> <from see
0: him. laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> Horse in your garden. That could be. <clears throat> some amazing tips there um and you're obviously a huge lounge advocate you're in the team now which is amazing i'm still pinching myself at you in your team why do you think it works so well in the lounge you know what it is about the northern last lounge right and i, re- I remember when you first started it
1: i all uh, right a little backstory i got asked to be the the um rep for another networking company we'll say for something I was like no I haven't got I haven't got time and then Kylie took on the role and I was like oh great so I'll join that Mm -hmm. and then things happened that company kind of disappeared and she decided to go off on her own I was like oh class so I was in there from the start and every time I would see her putting stuff out I was like I'm so glad that it's her and not me because you're so good at just connecting people on a level that's really unusual. And I'm not, you You don't think it's unusual because it's just the way that you are. If you, and I'm, I'm in loads of networking groups on, on Facebook because I use them, um, a lot of them have like what I would describe as my ideal client as far as the tech business goes. So I'm in loads of, of networking groups. My goodness, without swearing, some of them, most of them are awful, <laughs> awful. They're just so spammy, pointless, spaces yeah no there's there's loads of posts mm-hmm. nobody comments on any of them there's no community there's no support they're just they're pointless yeah. whereas what you have in the northern last lounge is genuinely yeah. a community of women who support each other and you more and more obviously more recently now that we're coming up to two years oh. is you you are noticing that actually you don't have to be in there that much yeah because people do the people yeah. do the job of the support and the advice Mm-hmm. themselves for the people who are in there so it's not just like people are just waiting for Kylie to come in and be like this is what you need to do everybody kicks in and offers their different views and experiences and
0: that is rare mm-hmm. really rare mm-hmm. and I think we even said it didn't we at the beginning what we really need it grow the community to be is a space where it kind of looks after itself so that we can go and spread the word more. So like freeing up my time, freeing up your time so we can go and then talk to more women and help even more. Yeah. And that's what's starting to happen now, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I always
1: say like the reason why I'm an, an advocate for women in business in general is that I genuinely think that the world would be a much different and better place if there were more women with more confidence more power and in charge of all the money because like can you imagine if never mind 50 50 parliament if parliament was the majority women it would be a different kettle of fish Mm -hmm. wouldn't it so empowering women is the most important thing i think that
0: we can do it is it is and we're gonna now empower our team to ask you a question (laughs) I'm nervous about this part. <laughs> this is well, you've asked some corpers, so <laughs> they might just be getting their one back. So this is the part of the show that is just called "Why I Lass." Still no jingle. Hint, hint. Somebody hit us with a jingle, <clears throat> and we have asked our team to ask a question. Who are you scared most about? I'm
1: scared of all of them because I, I, I can't predict what's coming. <laughs> oh
0: it's ruth it's okay ruth asks a good question okay oh i like it i think i know the answer if you had to live with only one piece of makeup what would it be and why oh that's a challenge i'm
1: really torn between two um mascara. Can I, can I, yeah can i choose <laughs> two i'll choose one two because mascara because otherwise my eyes disappear and concealer because my under eye my under eye dark circles are something to be reckoned with so I can't use one I'm afraid I
0: won't. You love an eye don't you? <laughs> she loves an eye. Okay. What's next then for Amy? What's what's your plans? You're going on holiday? Well, going on
1: holiday. <laughs> so this week's extremely busy. Um I won't promote the date on a podcast that we've got on holiday just in case you know burglars. Um in case we have any burglars listening to the podcast but yeah we're going on holiday so this week I am frantically trying to do as much as I physically can um as well as the fact that we decide to home educate our children as of January so obviously we have that extra layer <laughs> because that's what normal people who are already busy do but anyway so we've got a busy busy week ahead of us but then a nice nine days in the Netherlands which will be lovely but I'll still be I'll still be doing bits and bobs of work when I'm over there because you know that's how that's how we work isn't it mm-hmm. We love the flexibility of being self employed. I do, I I am still employed a couple of days a week as well um, at the university, and that's why I do lots of different things by surprise. But the flexibility of being self employed most of the week is that you can do what you like when you like. But what that, what the flip side of that coin is that you don't ever really turn off, you don't switch it off. So I am looking forward to holiday, but actually whereas some people might say oh yes but you're gonna still work it's, it, I, I don't I don't feel right if I'm not I you yes. know you're the same kind of like I have to be doing something yes. my brain doesn't ever turn off so I might as well put that to good use
0: nothing wrong with that like don't stress yourself out even more yeah. by not doing it like some people exactly. go, are you going to completely switch off and I'm like probably not no because no. it stresses us out if I do that yeah. um so yeah dipping in and out um I want to take this opportunity just to personally thank you Amy for everything that you do for the lounge Aww. the next level membership wouldn't exist um and I know this is a big part of what you're going to be doing with your your next business like the membership area the system that it's using our email lists all the tech behind it is you've been instrumental in that so thank it you looking snazzy isn't it it is snazzy, <laughs> snazzy. no honestly
1: it's a pleasure and being able to see it put to use in the way that the northern last lounge is using it is great and like everything you know like we're saying about collaborations that's what it's all about isn't it then you see loads of collaborations in the northern last lounge and essentially that's what this is it's it's just all using our skills to 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 create something flippin fabulous
0: i know I i was um on the way down to that boat launch yesterday to Catherine green's boat launch yeah i just went like that wouldn't have happened like it's crazy isn't it yeah. like that event would not have happened with all those people there what is life <laughs> it is and that's you know that's the magic and
1: that's what I mean when I say it's rare most networking groups don't collaborate like that I don't think from what I've seen it's not certainly can't be that many where you get losses just being like oh let's gang up together and do this amazing thing today but we haven't all it's not like a one-off event we have it all of time <laughs> with it's the norm in the northern last lounge
0: amy where can our audience find i know you've touched on it a little bit where's the best place for us to go and find you i would say it's to,
1: if you want to connect with me on a personal level i'm more than happy than that to have you on my personal um facebook and instagram which is just amy martin and amy M in the gang on instagram and then amy-martin.com is my website and amy martin automates is the business pages And if you are a woman who wants to feel more confident, 1,000 Confident Women is the group community on Facebook.
0: And I shall tag them all up for you on the the show notes. Thank you so, so much. It has been a pleasure. Go and be awesome as you are. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Bye.